0: Anything living has a rhythm. Do you feel your music? Michael Jackson. Join me as Dr. Trisha Pingle, the hip hop energy doc, shares with you her secrets to creating vitality at midlife and beyond. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest today is super high energy and super positive, and you are going to be inspired to do something audacious with your health and your life after after listening to her. I make a promise to do something towards the end of the show that you'll want to hear about and that you're going to see on Instagram in the near future. So that should be super exciting. And she has a great story like most of the docs who do the kind of work that I do because most of us come to this work from pain. Pain p- pushes us to our purpose. So we're here for a reason to sh- share with you so that you, you can get out of pain. I'll tell you a little bit about Dr. Trisha, and then we'll get started. She is a naturopathic physician and yes, that's a real medical doctor. I like to say that instead of going to regular md or do school naturopathic doctors were smart enough to get it right the first time and go the natural route so they have lots of wonderful wisdom and training and she's an expert on adrenal fatigue and the physical impact of stress on the body she's super passionate about it it's impacted many family members in her life and you're gonna wanna hear about that too. She's the founder of Pingle Progressive Medicine where her team takes a multidimensional and integrative approach to healthcare and treats a wide range of medical conditions. She's a source of hope, knowledge and motivation for others who have experienced temporary quick fixes for their symptoms but seek to find the root cause and heal their bodies. She has helped thousands of people restore their health by showing them how to identify the stress causing their symptoms, restoring their nutrition depleted by stress, and assisting in changing their mindset to repel incoming stressors so that they can return to their happy, vibrant, and energetic selves. She's appeared on many, many podcasts, shows, summits, and she is known as the hip-hop energy doc She's found dancing all over social media, media, cheering on her two boys at football and creating healthy vegan recipes in her kitchen, snuggling her three dogs and cat at home where she lives in Arizona. She did have her own health struggles as did her family members and personal loss. She strives in creating a community of positivity, gratitude and living every day to its fullest potential. Please help me welcome Dr. Trisha Pingle to the show.
1: Thank you. It is so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to dive in and have an amazing chat today. I know, me too
0: and We got to start by talking about your hip hop dancing that you do. I too love to dance. I don't dance hip hop, but you've got the energy for it. And I know a lot of women listening. That's what they're here seeking is like, why don't I have the energy to do the things I want to do? So maybe share a little bit about how you came to have this great energy at the stage of life that you're in.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, dance is one of the things I say that saved me. Because when I was younger, I used to dance. And it was how I found joy. And my dad was a musician, grew up listening to music. Music was part of what brought me joy and happiness. And as I got older and I went through, you know, stressors, losing my dad at 24 years old, you know, going through medical school, getting married, having children, having symptoms throughout my life that were always dismissed, you know, the things like acne and heavy menstrual periods and bloating and all of that brings into a stress and kind of took me away from myself. And I talked to a lot of women in their 40s, particularly where they say, gosh, Dr. Pingle, I really feel like I've lost who I am. I feel like I've lost my joy. I feel like I'm not the same person I used to be and I'm mean and I'm irritable and I'm snappy and I don't sleep well. And I was going through a lot of that in my 30s. And when I finally recognized it, I thought, this is it, I need to go back to what I wanna do for my soul. And I put myself into a hip hop class. I hadn't done hip hop in maybe 20 years. And I put myself in a class with a bunch of teenagers, 14, 15, 16 years old, and in an advanced class. And I said, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna commit this to myself. And I can say without a doubt, out of all the things that I did, To be well out of the diet, the stress reduction, the supplements. The best thing I ever did was put myself back in that hip-hop class. Because as soon as I started moving and I started reconnecting my head and my body, there was a massive change that happened. I found more energy, I found more joy, I found the ability to just let loose. And so I've just been carrying that thread. I've been so I've been dancing, gosh, now regularly with these teenagers for maybe seven to eight years now. And I love it. I just absolutely love it. I couldn't be any happier than when that music is on and my body. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, favorite part of my life. Honestly, I love it. And I, when I don't have class, if they're on a break or something, I'm miserable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I totally identify with with that as well. dance was I call it dance therapy, and it's a real part of my well-being as well. When I got healthy and lost 100 pounds, I started salsa dancing. Well, I used to ballroom dance first, but then it was so rigid, and they always they wanted me to compete. And I'm like, I just want to have fun, so I quit that and I started salsa dancing. And now I've done Zouk and Kizumba and all of this. It's very social. It's athletic. It's expressive, artistic, so you really do get in your body. And it's part of what brings me joy as well. And I think that's part of what keeps me healthy. I love that you do the hip-hop online. I'm sure everybody really enjoys seeing that. And they're like, I wonder how I can get that energy. But for somebody who's listening, who's kind of at that midlife stage, and they're thinking, oh, yeah, that's a, a pipe train, Dr. Tricia, I am too tired, like I don't even have the energy. I know that you talk about stress a lot and how it affects our health. The difference between internal and external stress, you talk about people who don't even realize that stress is a factor because we women are houses and we just power through everything, right? Raise your hand if that's you, multitask, take care of anything and everything all at once. So I don't know if that's a part of your story that you want to share. How did you come to realize that stress was such a big factor?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And first of all, I love do-it-all women. I love that we just strive for all of this. But unfortunately, our bodies are not built for that on-the-go lifestyle. And I think with the technology that we've brought in, the iPhones, the, you know, the constant stimulation, the social media, we're actually setting ourselves and our children up for a lot of serious health issues. And we're seeing that in our society. We're seeing more insensitive diabetes, we're seeing more instances of cancer, cardiovascular disease, higher inflammatory responses, immune problems. And I think a lot of this is coming from this everyday stuff that we try to do and all these goals that we set for ourselves, but we don't give our bodies much grace to go with the rhythm. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jackson, and it kind of ties into the dancing and this is that everything living has a rhythm. Do you feel your music? And I think we spend so much time just running past it and just running and pushing through and pushing through and pushing through that we don't stop to actually feel our own rhythm and feel our own music. And that's actually to our decline. When you ask about internal and external stressors, I think most of us know what external stressors are and we all deal with it every single day. Spouses, children, money, jobs, whatever comes at us, you know, the pool pump breaks, you know, things like that that happen at the last minute. But when we have that stress response in our body to those external factors, even scrolling through Instagram, we actually create an internal stress on our body. Whether that be a nutrient deficiency, it could simply be an imbalance of dopamine to serotonin. We have changes in our menstrual cycles in women that that give internal stresses at certain times. Menopause is quite a big stressor. And then if you have other things that are going on, let's say problems with blood sugar or underlying genetic conditions, those also cause stresses on the body. So I think a lot of us spend so much time when I ask saying, are you under stress? And they're like, oh, you know, I have a great life. I have all this stuff. I have a great business. I do all these things and I get through it all. I think I'm fine. I don't think we realize how much that's actually impacting our internal environment. And in order to have energy, we have to give our body time to rest. We have to actually pull away from that instinct to do everything and allow our bodies to heal and repair. And by doing that, our body has the energy and the resources to create more energy, which ironically, then allows us to do more. So in my own personal story, everything that I do now, I couldn't do 10 years ago. I was just exhausted and fatigued. And just like these women that you're talking about, just unable to even handle anything, just snapping at everything, feeling lost, feeling sad, not having the energy to do what I want to do. And it wasn't until I backed away and realized how much stress I was really putting on myself internally in nutritional deficiencies, in imbalances in my hormones that were really, really causing the problem. So I think it's important for us to recognize how much our bodies actually know what to do and how much we're, our minds maybe are pushing us beyond that. And we need to back off a little bit and have a little bit more grace. But,
0: you know, as I'm hearing you, makes perfect sense. You're preaching to the choir because that was me. And there's so much out there about you're doing too much, you're too much stress, you're drinking the coffee in the morning to wind up, you're drinking the wine to wind down. So, you know, at some point, you have to say, like, either you've got your head in the ground and you don't want to hear the truth that you need to stop doing so much or... What is it that women aren't getting? Because I talk to women and they say, oh, yeah, 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 I know. But they actually won't stop. Like I have a woman in my midlife metabolism program right now and totally anonymous. I'm not going to mention her name, but she goes at it. She's so successful. And the things that she has done in her community as a wife and a mom. And when you talk to her, she seems so poised and so full of energy. And then you look at her salivary cortisol and you're like, how is she even standing up? And to get her to even realize that something wrong, she had to get a breast cancer diagnosis right? Because stress then affects your cortisol and then that increases your risk of cancer. And then when people get cancer, then they pay attention and they go, oh, what am I doing wrong? But to really get her to understand that she's doing too much, this external stress you're talking about is like a Herculean task. So what does it take for a woman to really
1: change what she's doing and change her life. I think having a physician working with you that shows you what it's doing. You know, I think so often you go to the doctor for it and just say, gosh, doc, I'm really not sleeping that well. And they're like, oh, here's a medication. Or, hey, I'm just, I don't have the energy I need. Well, here's an antidepressant. And nobody's saying, hey, let's sit down and see. Could there be something going on? Is there an imbalance? And when you do a full lab workup and you look at it from a functional perspective and you look at it, what's going on and what's happening, there are so many times where I'm going through a lab review and the woman looks at me and says, oh my God, I had no idea, mm-hmm. right? And then many of us have family members that have lost their lives too young, you know, and linked back to stress or something that was preventable. And I think- There's so much health consciousness going on in our generation right now and in my age group in particular that we're looking at our parents go and we're like, how can we change that? We don't want to be that. We don't we don't want to leave our kids at 59 years old like my dad did or, you know, and I think so a lot of women are seeking answers and they're going to the physician asking for these types of tests and they're not getting clear and can answer some what they need to do. There's no doubt stress in the you know, if you go to the doctor and they have to put in your diagnosis code, it's not like they say stress, they'll say fatigue, you know, insomnia, headaches, bloating, constipation, hair loss, perimenopause, these are all in there, but they're all the exact same symptoms of stress. And I think a lot of people, my mission is to get people to recognize that when you have the symptoms of all these other conditions, they are exactly the same symptoms of what you have when your body is under stress. And it takes you working with a physician and seeking a physician that can help you find these imbalances. And then once you do, it's amazing it could be as simple as a vitamin C deficiency and you throw some vitamin C in there and you're back to yourself. You know, it could be as simple as changing your workout just slightly to do some toning exercises that benefit the calming nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, such small little tweaks and getting women to recognize that it's just us getting out there, you and me and talking about it and talking (laughs) about our experiences and talking about how we've gone through it and how we've gained energy back by doing this exact thing. All of us want the same thing. We want to be happy. We want to have energy. We want to be able to do everything we want to do. We want to be connected with others. You know, this is kind of an innate, innate wants of women. And we can actually do it if we pay attention to how much we're beating ourselves up in the meantime yes we can yeah so paying attention um and i do think it takes
0: people like you and me out there telling people and doing the testing and showing them like i never heard of salivary cortisol testing in my medical training as a board certified obgyn for you know over 14 years it just wasn't even something I knew about. And, you know, I'll never forget when I learned about it and I said, Oh, I'm going to do this test. And I did it. And I had no cortisol. I was like the woman I just described. Thank God (laughs) I didn't have a breast cancer diagnosis at the time. It was a wake up call. It was a real wake up call. And I think that a lot of women don't realize going to their, you know, neighborhood HMO $30 copay doctor, that they're not getting everything that's available that could help them to understand what's going on with their health and actually get that that vitality back. So I think it's super important that we're out there telling people what's available.
1: Absolutely. And I think women are seeking it. They know. Like, they know something's not right. It's just they're showing up and being told everything's fine and then being given a therapy that... We haven't even looked at those levels. I mean, you know as much as I do that cortisol and progesterone have very much of a relationship. So a lot of doctors are just out there pumping a bunch of progesterone without even considering the cortisol impact of it. And it, it takes, our body is an amazing machine and it has the ability to adapt. We adapt to our environment. If you're in the woods and you see a bear, your entire biochemistry and physiology changes in order to save your life. And that doesn't include producing testosterone to have sex. Your body's not interested in that moment in that, right? We change everything to, to running, right? And then we wonder why is our libido so low? You know, where we work 12 hours a day, we take care of the kids, we clean the house, we do all this stuff, and we have no interest in sex. Gee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, it a, is it a testosterone problem or is it a cortisol problem that's causing a testosterone problem. And I think when we start looking at the body as an adaptive being and really paying attention to those little things that we can do along the way, it can make such a drastic impact on our lives. And I hope that everyone out there listens to that and seeks that answer because it doesn't have to be complicated. We do have to be kind to ourselves. You know, we can't keep... Self-deprecating and pushing ourselves beyond belief, we can only go so far. My grandmother used to say, and this was my grandmother way back in the day: "You can't burn a candle at both ends and expect it to keep burning." And that is one hundred percent true. At some point, you're going to burn out, and at that point is unfortunately where most women, you know, start seeking the help. You know, when they get a cancer diagnosis, or they or they can't move forward, and that's what happened to me. And that's why I just want people to understand you can catch it actually before that happens. You can actually prevent that from happening from what you're hearing is happening to your friends, to your family, you know, to your loved ones. Right.
0: And then what does that do to your nutrient status? Because you're eating food. You know, it's funny when I weighed 243 pounds, I used to think I had the best nutrition because I was weighed so much more and I had eaten so much more food, which now I look back and I think that's insane. But I don't think that most people are aware of the effects of stress on their nutrient status.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can be doing everything right. You could be eating this amazing diet and still being impacted by the stress and you're not getting utilization. So let me talk about how stress impacts that. And it does that in a couple different ways. So number one, just us running from that bear and adapting to that stressor depletes mm-hmm. our B vitamins, particularly B5, B6, B12, which are highly involved in the way that we break down our food you know, to create energy. I mean, they're essential for the creation of ATP. It also impacts our mineral status. So we'll start to deplete things like magnesium, potassium. We start to get imbalances in our electrolytes, which have impacts on our thyroid, has impacts on muscle contraction, cramps, sleep, those types of things. We also have a pretty big depletion in antioxidants, particularly Particularly vitamin C. So, when you start to have that direct impact in the nutrients, it impacts everything else in the body. It impacts our production of serotonin. It impacts the way that we manufacture and utilize hormones like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. It changes the way that we utilize thyroid that we create. It changes the way that we absorb the nutrients from our food. And this is where stress impacts us. The second thing is when you're running from a bear, you're not gonna digest your food. We were kind of set up with these two different nervous systems and many people have heard them as fight or flight, Or rest and digest. And when you're in a fight or flight, you're not resting and digesting. So when you're running from something and keeping up with that schedule and going and going and going, your body down regulates its digestion, which means you could be eating the most amazing diet and not get a lick of that nutrition because your body has slowed the digestion, changed the absorbability due to it dealing with the threat. So it actually comes at you at a double whammy. And then the third whammy is once those are imbalanced, that's another internal stress, which then has more impact on cortisol, which causes more nutritional deficiencies, more downregulation, more symptoms. So by just simply saying, okay, I'm a busy woman and I'm out there running all day long, what's my B vitamin status? What's my vitamin C status? What's my mineral status? Do I have trouble digesting things? Do I, am I noticing bloating? Do I get heartburn? You know, just being aware of some of the things that are being impacted really can make a huge difference in preventing future problems. So I always recommend in general that these are the supplements that most busy women need to take. They need to be on a B vitamin. They need to be on vitamin C and antioxidants. They need to be on a mineral and they need to be on a probiotic because all of those are definitely being impacted simply by the lifestyle alone. Yes, absolutely. Amen to that.
0: And then what's the consequence if you have these nutrient depletions and you don't know about
1: it? Yeah, the consequences sy- happen. Yeah. yeah, lots of symptoms. So uh, commonly I see impacts in sleep almost immediately, not sleeping soundly, trouble falling asleep, waking up in the middle of the night, lots of changes in mood. Because serotonin is highly regulated in the gut, it's also made with B vitamins and vitamin C and magnesium and all these things that that I've just mentioned. So I see a lot of anxiety and underlying just baseline irritability very commonly. As it progresses, I start to see more of thyroid issue primarily in the conversion of thyroid. And I don't wanna to get too technical, but you, know, you could have an outright low thyroid function or you could have a subclinical state where you're making the thyroid but you're not utilizing it well. So the body starts mm-hmm. to store. It starts to store thyroid, it starts to store estrogen. And that's when you start to see these symptoms that look like perimenopause. Heavy periods, irregular cycles, headaches, hair loss, wrinkles, you know, poor muscle tone, all these things that we attribute to hot flashes, all these things that we attribute to menopause or perimenopause. But what they really are is a reaction of your body because it can't make what it needs to make. If you were manufacturing, you know, a water bottle on a conveyor belt, there's all these pieces that go into making this water bottle. And when a piece is missing you have to figure out another way to compensate. And that's what our body does all day when it's under stress. Hey, I need to make serotonin. I don't have vitamin C. Where can I pull that from? Where can I get that, right? So it pulls from other pathways in order to prioritize different ones. And that's where we start to see symptoms. And instead of treating the symptom and suppressing the symptom, we need to ask the question, why? Am I having anxiety? Am I having anxiety because I have an imbalance, because I have a nutrient deficiency, because I'm pushing myself too far? And when you answer that question, the solution is actually ridiculously simple. You just replete what you're missing. You fill that gap on that conveyor belt. And that's where a lot of the nutritional therapy comes in, um, in my world of dealing with stress, is how can I help the body, you know, get more parts for that conveyor belt while we work on mind body aspect to try to calm the body we also need to support it so we support it with a lot of nutrition a ton of nutrition
0: yes it's super important i think that everyone really needs micronutrient testing to see where their levels are i'm sure you're a proponent
1: of test don't guess as well <laughs> yeah absolutely i love micronutrient testing and that back to one of your earlier questions that's one of those aha moments where you know my client looks at me and says oh my god i had no idea and once you know you can do something about it. I mean, we're all pretty hard people. If there's hard working people, if there's a problem and we can figure out how to fix it, we will fix it. So we've got to identify where the weak links are so that we can fix it. And then it's not so complicated. Then you're not spending hours at the doctor's office just saying, Doc, I'm not getting better, I'm not getting better. It's like, hey, we tested this, we saw we were low in iron, we repleted that. Now the iron's back to normal how are your symptoms? And then how is that impacting other areas? When we bring up iron, what does that do to other nutrients at that point? We're always adapting. And that's what's so Mm -hmm. gosh darn amazing about our bodies is that we can adapt to every little thing. And if we play into that adaption and work with it rather than against it, if we feel our rhythm, (laughs) then it's amazing what we can do. Yeah, it's so
0: true. And, you know, but what do you say to people who are like, I just want to do the testing once. I want to know what I need, supplements I need to take, and then I want to go on my merry way and I don't ever want to look at that again.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. I have had people like that. They usually come back about five years later and say, okay, I was wrong. Can we look at this again? (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that I've come to realize just in my own health journey is you're never done getting well. It's a spectrum where there's an area of health and there's an area of disease. And as we grow and we change and we get older, we change, our chemistry changes, our metabolism changes, things change and we have to constantly be adapting and growing to that. I don't think anyone can just say, okay, I'm gonna do everything in two months and then I'm going to be well for the rest of our lives. That's not realistic. (laughs) I I mean, just like I said, just a cell phone alone. I mean, how many times do people check their phone a day? I think it was like upwards of 80 times a day for adults and like double that for children. And it's not even buzzing, right? It's just, we're just innately always stimulating ourselves. We live in this stimulated society and unless society is going to change, which it's not, we're just going to keep developing and growing technology. And we need to actually address that because otherwise we're just going to keep changing. So health is a spectrum. And I really prefer to work with my clients for a very long period of time. Most of my clients have been with with me for a very long period of time. And every year we're looking at, okay, what were our wins and what do we still need to grow on? What do we still need to learn? How are we going to get into that mindset of true wellness and health? And that takes time. Mm It's hard. The hardest part, I don't know if you agree, the hardest part is the mindset part. The mind-body part is the hardest one to get a handle of because our brains trick us <laughs> into thinking we have to deal with something else first, that everyone else comes first or other things come first instead of just breathing or being in the moment. Yeah, it's so
0: true. And as you're talking, I'm thinking it's not like we think, oh, I'm going to brush my teeth really good right now and then I won't ever have to do it again. Or I'm going to clean my house so well, I'm never going to have to clean it again. No, but somehow, I don't know when it comes to natural healing or nutritional changes or the things we're talking about, I don't know where we get this mentality from that I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get healthy, and then I'm not going to have to do it anymore. And I always say health is a journey, not a destination. (laughs) It's not like you arrive.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, and I get th- I get that all the time, you know, oh, well, how long do I have to do this nutrition plan for? How long do I have to abstain from alcohol for before I can put it back in? You know, it's like, well, I don't know if you can put it back in. We're just going to have to take this journey you know, as it goes and listen to what the body's trying to tell us and adapt to that as we go. One of the biggest obstacles that I get or objections, I guess, is they say, Gosh, Dr. Pingle, am I going to have to eat plants like that for the rest of my life? Am I going to have to eat like you and exercise every day like you do? <laughs> and I'm like, Here's the thing to me, because I've gone through this transformation with my health. It isn't a burden to me to eat well. In fact, my body wants to eat well. It it craves eating well. If I wanted to eat poorly, I couldn't. I physically couldn't because my body will be like, no, you are not eating that. And it's just, I want to feel well. I have more energy and can do more than I've ever done in my entire life at 47. Way more than I ever did when I was 22. It's an amazing thing. And when I see my clients transform and hit that point where I'm at, where they're like, they want to be well, they want to continue to eat well because they feel so good, nothing's a better feeling. And I know that I set them up you know nothing is a better feeling it's the most inspiring thing it's why you and i show up every single day is to help people make that realization that they don't have to abuse their bodies to feel well and i think we do that you know we drink alcohol we deprioritize exercise or self care for other people to help other people and we think we're doing good when in reality we're focusing on everybody else and not ourselves and we're actually putting ourselves at detriment but when you flip that you can do so much more. You can give back to society. You can help so many more people. You have the energy to do what you want. You enjoy exercise. You enjoy food. You start dancing again. You know, you do things that truly allow you to appreciate every single moment, which unfortunately not everyone recognizes until something drastic happens. I've lost my entire family above me. So my parents, my grandparents, and I lost them all at a fairly young age. And to me, That's changed my perspective on how I spend time with my kids, how I spend time with my friends and my family and the gratitude that I give forth every single day, because this is a gift. I'm on lease, right? My life is on lease. It could go at any time. And I just want to be the best that I can be. And I want to be able to give the knowledge that I've learned through this process to as many people as possible so that they can give it to other people. So we can all reconnect and be healthy and well and live this life to the fullest. I I can't think of anything more. And I think we spend so much time worrying about all those nitpicky things, right? Did we do this on time? Did so-and-so like it when we did that? Did that person ignore my text? You know, what is so-and-so doing on their vacation? You know, we worry about everybody else and we don't spend enough time really worrying about ourselves because we think it's selfish. And it's not. It's not, is it? (laughs) It's not. It's not. It allows you to give more. You can do more, so much more. And we can help raise our kids to not set them up for the same thing we set ourselves up for, which scares the living daylights out of me with like two-year-olds on cell phones scrolling through YouTube. I'm like, no, oh my gosh, oh no. So, with I'm a Diet Coke before. in hand, right? <laughs> um, I'm wondering if,
0: you know, it's so funny. I'm I'm in Dubai right now and they have McDonald's here. And they have McDonald's ads. And I was noticing, so they have it with Arabic letters, which I think are very artistic and beautiful, the Arabic writing. And and I had this thought is McDonald's healthier because the writing about it is pretty over here? Is it still as unhealthy? And, you know, hopefully McDonald's won't mind that I say that because they know that some of their products have been shown to be challenging. But I, anyway, I just had that thought. And it's the same for the sodas and things that I see in foreign countries. In a foreign language with pretty writing, it doesn't look to me as toxic as I know it is in the U S or I
1: encountered it for
0: decades. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: I do. And you know, it's all marketing and marketing images in our heads of what's been told to us to be healthy or not healthy. Right. So if it looks different, we're like, Oh, that's healthy. I mean, they do the same thing with supplements. I've seen some supplements out there that are so beautiful. Their label is right. so beautiful and they're absolute junk. And I'm like, but they are selling like hot takes because their label is so beautiful, you know? So yeah, you know, and, and I think all of our habits are ingrained in exactly the same way. At some point we had an image in our brain that made it say, oh, we should eat that. Or this makes me feel good. When I eat, what are they called, Uh, the little egg sausage McMuffins or whatever, I feel good when I eat that. So then whenever I feel depressed, I'm going to eat a sausage McMuffin, right? I don't even know if that's the name. I haven't been to a McDonald's in years. But those are the things we have to use our mind to override. You know, I feel good when I eat quinoa and avocado, right? But it took me a while to overcome that, right? To overcome that pre... I guess, notion in my head. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges we have right now in our country, particularly, because we're just so inundated with information everywhere. And it's so overwhelming and you don't know what to believe and you don't know what to look at and you don't know it's healthy. And I think that causes a lot of people just to be overwhelmed by the whole process and say, whatever, I'll just eat whatever because this is too much work. It's not as much work as you think. It, you just need to have a trusted guide to help you, help you get through it and evaluate what you're doing.
0: Yes. A trusted guide is essential. And you are one, Dr. Tricia. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your exuberance, your joy, your wisdom, your inspiration. I know people listening feel very inspired and hopeful from hearing you. I do for sure. But you've got a wonderful total health cookbook that everybody can access for free. We will have the link in the show notes
1: and tell everybody where else they can connect with you online. Absolutely. Drpingle.com is my website and that has links to everything and, you know, we'll always be updated with different things. But if you enjoy dancing and having fun and learning, you definitely should follow me over on Instagram at drpingle or Facebook at Dr. Trisha Pingle. I'm also on all the other social media channels. Pinterest has a lot of my recipes. Just, you know, search me up and definitely say hello. I'm here to connect with people. That's what I want. I want to connect and inspire and grow and get us all, you know, working together so we can do everything we want to do. So if you do follow me, pop a little note in one of my feeds and say, Hey, you know, saw you here. Nice to meet you. I would love to meet all of you. So thanks.
0: Awesome. And we will have all those links in the show notes. So don't worry about writing them down. We've got them for you. So you can just click them. Thank you so much Dr. Trisha for joining us today. It's been wonderful. You've inspired me. I realized since I got to Dubai 2 weeks ago, I haven't been dancing. So I'm going to go dancing sometime this week and ha- have some joy because it's just it's one of the most if, if anyone listening, if you haven't danced in a while, I challenge you to go turn some music on and just dance around your living room. It's it's the most joy inspiring activity I can think of. So,
1: and thank you so much. The, kids. Yeah. the kids are the kids enjoy it too. And it prompts yes. a lot of laughs and it's a connecting experience. And by the way, when you do start dancing, I want you to record it and post it so I can dance next to you on a duet or something. So pull pull that up. Do
0: Let's that. do it. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Promise. So thank you so much, Dr. Tricia. And thank thank you so much for the work you do. And thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Hopefully you've learned something that you will put into action today to move your health towards the brilliant health that you deserve. I look forward to hearing what changes you're making. You can reach out to me on social media, on Facebook and Kieran, Instagram at Kieran Dunstan, MD. And until next week, peace, love, and hormones, yo. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.